When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Right now, Jim, I'm just focused on, on Chicago, but I will say this, okay? Uh, we fumbled the ball in overtime against uh, Cincinnati. We gave up a touchdown at the end of the game against Dallas. We missed a field goal against Arizona. We lost in overtime against Baltimore. We gave up uh, a, a pass on the last play of the game against Detroit. You know, so, you know, those, those are critical things that happen throughout the course of the year. You, you hit half of those and you are in the playoffs. You know, it's just every game comes down to it. And, um, you know, it's just it's, it is what it is. The question is, what did all those things lead to? The answer is <laughs> Vikings defeats, which is why this year has gone off the rails. That, of course, was um, Zimmer talking uh, on Monday at his press conference after the Vikings lose again on Sunday night to the Green Bay Packers. Welcome into the bonus scoop. Zolgad, Darren Doogie Wolfson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, and, of course, the Scoop Podcast fame. He brings us the scoops on Tuesdays and Thursdays and also the Scoop Podcast. Executive producer Declan Goffin. Doogie, I'm going to start you with what um what I am hearing rumblings about this morning that could be a very important step. It might confuse some, but it could be an important step in what's going to happen with the Vikings on Monday, January 10th, a week from yesterday. Um, I'm hearing rumblings that the Wilfs and the ownership group are going to be meeting on Wednesday evening to solidify a game plan for what they're going to do uh, because clearly changes are coming. The the only question, and this goes back to my reporting and you as well, I, I think we're in sync here, uh, that we don't know exactly what changes are coming. They might not be as drastic as somewhat, but it does advance the story a little bit. If everyone's going to, who owns, who has a stake in this team, going to sit down on Wednesday night and sort of finalize the plan for what they're going to do going forward and probably who's going to be fired on Monday. Yeah, Judd, I mean, that makes complete sense to me as we sit here at 11.15 on Tuesday morning, the 4th of January. I still don't have a sense that a final determination, a final decision has been made. So with your reporting that a meeting will take place tomorrow night, Wednesday night, January 5th, it all makes sense. I still foresee going back weeks, Judd, you've been on this train, I think a little bit longer than I have, but going back weeks, I certainly foresee some sort of change that we know the status quo just can't work, that you can't have Rick Spielman back next year as the final decision maker with Mike Zimmer as head coach, with Kirk Cousins as this team's starting quarterback. So it's just a matter of what exactly will transpire. 
if I had to bet Judd, now this maybe is a bit reckless, maybe somewhat informed, because again, no final determination has been right. made. But if I had to bet, right. Mike Zimmer does lose his job next week. I don't think Rick Spielman fully loses his job, but I can't see a scenario where he loses authority, where it's a John Elway type situation, like what they did with Denver, bringing in George Payton from the Vikings organization. George is now the final decision maker in Denver. George was able to bring in Kelly Klein, some other individuals to aid his front office, where John Elway is still some sort of figurehead. He is still recognized, but he's not necessarily, you know, all over decisions that are made, roster moves that are made, where I can see a scenario unfolding like that, where Rick Spielman technically is still on the payroll. As for Kirk Cousins, Judd, I'm not sure. Like, I don't have a strong sense that the Wilfs are big fans of Kirk Cousins. I do think the contract can be traded. It can. I really do believe that. So are we moving in that direction? But then I think about the Wilfs not fully ready to hit the reset button. So what is the solution? Would you aim for a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo type? You know, somebody of that ilk. I suppose you can always find somebody along those lines, a Nick Foles type. Would they go that direction thinking they can still compete at some sort of level next year? So we can unpack that part of the equation sometime later on. I'm just, I'm offering it up that I just, I'm not convinced that the ownership loves Cousins. But yeah, I mean, more immediately, I think we are looking at the head coach losing his job early next week. Dex, please f- fire the reckless speculation sounder because I think we can put the puzzle speculation. together. Juicy rumors. Monday, January 10th. I, I, I am envisioning a press release going out in the morning. Vikings masthead. One o'clock press conference. Here's what I got for you. Okay. What I got I think for one you. o'clock. Uh, yeah, I think early afternoon. I it's early afternoon. They're one, not going to do it more. Two yeah, or three. It, yeah, it won't be as late as four. I don't think sh- it'll be as early as 10 a.m. either. The Schefter report around 10. The Schefter report comes out 9.30 to 10 Central Standard Time. You think it comes directly from Zim, from Zim's agent, Marvin Demoff? Does it come from Rick? Does it come from Mark Wilf, Ziggy Wilf? I think it comes from from agent and ownership confirms it off the record. Press conference between one and three. The Wilfs, when when they come down with a big one, afternoon. Morning is for the little stuff. So anyway, here's what I envision as the changes. Rick Spielman is being retained and is actually going to get a nice juicy title, you know, president of something. Um, Rick Spielman has been valued. We still value him. Uh, but but at this point in Rick's life, he's getting older. Rick is, Rick is on board going upstairs. Um, the Vikings are close to – this is not in the – press release but i think they're probably going to be far closer to a gm higher than they are a coach at this point in time because the new gm will hire the coach it'll frustrate some fans but that's that mike zimmer has been relieved of his duties he he has been fired he and his coaching staff are gone um i think that's the monday thing now now as far as kirk goes and this clearly also not in the press release but dukes this is what i think with kirk I think the Vikings had interest in exploratory talks about Kirk Cousins last spring. 
what I heard was the Wilf said, uh, 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 you sign this guy. This is our guy. We think that we can win now. That's off the table now. So I do think that the new GM gets full autonomy to name a coach and he and the coach decide on Kirk. But that's what the Monday changes, I think, are Rick goes upstairs, new GM, probably not named yet, but probably will be named fairly quickly at some point in time, and then eventually a new coach, but Mike is gone. Is there pressure, a couple tentacles from that, Judge, is there pressure to hire a minority to run the front office? There certainly is buzz, at least with one potential candidate who happens to be Caucasian that he feels like that is the route they would go. Doesn't mean that's 100% locked in, but I can just tell you from one very logical candidate, a candidate that has interviewed okay. for other GM jobs, that his belief is the Wilfs would like to go in that direction. Also, any chance, now I'm with you, I see Zim losing his job next week, but is there any chance you make the move with the front office, then allow the new GM. So you make the announcement of Rick moving upstairs that you will conduct an open-ended president of football operations search or general manager, whatever the new person's title will be. Then allow that individual to make the determination on Mike Zimmer's future. Can you see that scenario happening at all? The only reason you would do that is because you don't want to fire Mike and pay him. Uh, but I think it's safe to say if this decision is being made from a football standpoint of, of it hasn't worked, Dukes, I think Mike is fired because I, I really think at this point in time, and look, it's a shelf life thing. I think Mike has lost the team. Um, I think Mike has lost. I, I think Mike is, Mike is out of touch with things. And <clears throat> I've heard that privately – the Wilfs are not thrilled with how Mike treats press conferences now. Like they've gotten tired of this almost constant defiance of things. Um, and, and I know that people will say, and I agree, I know that people will say what happened on Sunday should not impact things, that, that a decision should ha- have been made prior to that. But Doogie. That's where I feel. Yeah. But that's I agree I with you. But, yeah. but Dugs, you know as well as I do that a Packers game impacts the Wilfs. It just does. And and that game was embarrassing. And I know that guys were hurt and out, but it was embarrassing. And the way, no matter what he meant, the way that Mike responded to Courtney Cronin and then Chip Scoggins' follow-up about Kellen Mond is going to be looked at the people who own the team and were clearly on board with drafting Mond as a red flag again. So don't discount what what when they meet on Wednesday night, don't discount what Sunday will mean in the big picture. For what it's worth, somebody very close to Kellen Mond told me he was not offended. He was not upset with Mike Zimmer's comments. Take that for however you want to take it. Interesting. But that Kellen's feelings aren't hurt. That somebody very close to Kellen that has a big impact on his career was not taken aback by Zim's comments late Sunday night. I don't think it's important what Mon thought, though. I think it's important how it came off. And and I think it's just the latest well, that's, yeah, that's nail fair. in the yeah. coffin of Mike being prickly and getting upset about things. Um, I also think the entire uh, thread that, that we saw that came out in, in the Monday Zoom presser 
with Mike basically acknowledging, you know, we didn't run enough and I told Clint this and, and at times he couldn't hear me because he's making play. It's 2022, dude, that stuff doesn't fly. So I just think that there's a, I think that if, if this team really cares about trying to win and, and the Wilfs have shown continually in the past, they will write checks. Um, I think Mike is gone. I think Mike yeah, is gone. Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, I think he's gone too. Yeah, and for those listening, not watching on YouTube, I'm nodding my head. I mean, what Mike said on Monday about Clint couldn't always hear him, like, what? Yeah. Like, that didn't make any sense whatsoever. I will say, Judd, whether it's as soon as next Tuesday, January 11th, two years from now, four years from now, I think we'll look back at the Mike Zimmer era and appreciate a lot. Yes. I can make a strong case. He's the third best coach in Vikings history. Bud Grant, Danny Green, into Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. That he took over in many ways in 14, a big mess. And he helped fix that mess. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just time that it's run its course with this team missing the playoffs back-to-back years. They haven't been above 500 since 2019, missing the playoffs three of the last four years, the defense taking another step back this year. Like the defense was really bad last year. And in so many ways, the defense is worse this year. That's his baby. You know, then if we want to go down the road of clock management, now a lot of coaches have issues with clock management, but certainly Zim has had his fair share of issues with clock management. You know, some of the challenge flags he's thrown, you're right. You know, with some of the guys in the locker room, think of him we just we've reached the end it's been a decent eight-year run it really has and I'm telling you I think we'll have a greater appreciation down the road for everything Mike Zimmer did I wish him all the best he'll get a big fat check to go away I told you a few weeks ago I was told that his 23 contract is more than a partial guarantee so he makes what in the neighborhood of eight million dollars a year so let's roughly say eight million for 2022 Somewhere in the vicinity of eight million for 2023, he will be, okay. be paid handsomely to go away. He can land another gig. He can go run some team's defense. He'll be on some team staff next year. I don't think he's ready to take any time off, so he'll be okay. I worry about maybe some of the other guys on his staff. You know, oftentimes we fixate on the head coach, but there's a lot of people's lives impacted by a decision like this. But nonetheless, I do fully expect we'll have some news early next week. Yeah, and I I think when when we do the um when we do the obituary of Mike's time here and Rick's too, I think that it's going to be important to to split it up into two very separate groups because Mike came in and and look, Les Frazier did some good things. He's a great guy. Like I can't articulate enough. He's one of the he he is the best coach I think in any sport I have covered as far as just being a great human that being said that team had a lot of problems and was dysfunctional in the 2014 to 2017 mike had teams that i think for the most part eventually were what he wanted uh played the style of football but there is no question and it might not be fair but it's the truth the 2018 to 21 vikings which was the kirk cousins years they will be known as the kirk years didn't work. They won a playoff game. Uh, they, they made one playoff berth. Uh, Kirk was signed to uh, complete the assignment of the 2017 team, which was 
Super Bowl or bust by 18. So, so like, I think as we, as we break down the Mike years, it's definitely two different factions of things. And in the Kirk experiment, which is going to cost and probably should cost people their jobs, flat out did not work. I think it's that simple. I think it really is in many ways that simple, Judd. I mean, kudos to Phil Mackey, who should join us on Thursday, for pointing out some of Zim's comments, Combine 2018, right before free agency 2018, where Zim pretty much laid out that, hey, I could get fired. The way we allocate our money, we don't choose wisely. I'm going to lose my job. And a few years later, here we are. I'm not convinced Zim ever wanted Kirk Cousins. We can debate whether Kirk worked or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess with one playoff win, it really hasn't worked. But I don't think he's been a disaster. I was on board with the signing. I mean, frankly, Judd, I was on board. March of 2018, I said – that is the right move Yep, that they had to do. We can debate giving him that second contract. Which I wasn't on board with. Correct. But the March 2018 contract, I was completely on board with that. But I'm just telling you, yep. there's no sense in my mind that Zim was ever on board. Not necessarily at the time him being anti-Kirk. Just the idea of him being anti-allocating that much money to the quarterback position. Great stuff. All right, scoop-wise, where would you like to go next, Doogie? Well, let's continue with the Vikings chatter. Ty Conklin, I don't know if we ever got an injury update late Sunday night or Monday on him. Just the wind knocked out. Remember, I guess it would have been, what, the Bradbury reception. He took a nasty hit. He's hurt. But he should be okay. The Vikings put, what was it, five or six guys on the COVID list on Monday. You know, pretty much, what, three-fifths of their starting offensive line, right? Darisaw, Cleveland, and O'Neal. Eric Kendricks also on that list. I can tell you at least one of those players, Judd, is really beaten up. Now, vaccinated, not boosted, so Mm. I can tell you that much, but the symptoms are kicking this player's behind. Not boosted. He's on some heavy antibiotics. You know, It's not to the point of, you know, Dakota Dozier, him needing to – to go to the hospital, but just checking this morning, I'll leave it as an unnamed player, but this unnamed player, the symptoms are just beating him up badly. That's scary. That is scary. Um, yeah, so as far as th- this goes to uh, Dukes, um Sunday's game, and in fact, you, you t- touched on this before we started this podcast, a loss does you lots of good, right? Like when you look at, to your point, um, when you look at the potential draft position, you win this game, you're not going to be uh, in a- April saying, "I oh, we beat the Bears in a meaningless game. This game could actually position you in a pretty good place draft-wise. There's how many teams with six victories at the moment? Is it three, maybe four? It's definitely at I'll least three. I'll look it up while you Mm-hmm. There are at least three teams with seven victories, including the Vikings. Then there are three or four teams with eight victories. So imagine at least one, if not a couple of those six-win teams getting to seven wins. Can the Vikings stay at seven wins, not get to eight? Maybe another one of those seven-win teams wins a game to get to eight. The point is, Judd, the Vikings could fluctuate multiple spots draft-wise. They could pick as high as seven or eight, as low as 
15, 16-ish. I might be off by one or two spots, but the fluctuation is pretty significant. If I recall the Philadelphia Eagles week 17 last year, purposely lost, did everything they could, you know, didn't play certain guys. Really, did that have any impact on this year? I suppose Doug Peterson lost his job, right? They hit the reset button. But my point would be, trust me, you know, when when training camp begins next late July, after that six-week break, after that mandatory mid-June minicamp, guys aren't going to be thinking about a week 18 loss. It's a new start, especially with what we're figuring is a new coaching staff. There certainly will be roster changes. Them losing on Sunday will not have any sort of impact on next September. So the prudent thing to do would be to find a way to lose. Now, I get it. The players that will be on the field on Sunday are going to try and win. They are not going to put crap on film. But I suppose the pathway to giving yourself the best chance to lose would be to start Kellen Mond, right? That you don't play Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't play Kirk Cousins. On Sunday. I would not play Kirk Cousins. Cousin, no I would to play. play Kellen Mond. I would too. I'd Why not? Now, and if he plays well, kudos to him. If you end up winning the game, fine. But yes, yep. there are benefits to the Vikings losing this game on Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, so going into this game, seven win teams right now, Dukes. The Cleveland Browns, the Denver Broncos, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Atlanta Falcons all are sitting at seven and nine going into their last game. How many six win teams? Oh, no. Seattle is at six. Yeah. The Bears. Are definitely at six, and I Washington. believe there's at least one more. So Washington, so Chicago. You've got Washington, Chicago, Seattle. and Seattle. Okay, three so you've got you three teams at six wins. Well, yep. okay, you got the Bears, so they could get the seven. I don't know who Seattle. You'd be helping plays. the Bears. Seattle might be playing Arizona, right? Because the Rams play the Niners. Yeah, right. We have divisional matchups. Correct. This Correct. week, so I guess that means the Seahawks play the Cardinals. I suppose the Cardinals still have plenty of incentive. So that might be a difficult game for the Seahawks to win. Washington plays the Giants, right? Because Philadelphia plays Dallas. Uh-huh. Washington plays the Giants. You figure Washington can probably find a way to win that game, right? So I'm just saying there are benefits. You know, whether it's as high as 7, 8, as low as 14, 15, 16, we're in that ballpark where where winning or losing will will certainly have a strong impact on the Vikings' draft position come April. Uh, Wolves play OKC on Wednesday night at home. Are we going to see Cat and D'Lo, who are out of protocol now, but obviously didn't play in the win against the Clippers on Monday night? Yeah, we will. Yeah, I mean, I recorded a scoop podcast early last week suggesting that the Wolves thought they would have both back for one of these L.A. games, that there was a belief. Now, they were out of the protocol, but I guess from a conditioning standpoint, They just weren't in position, plus they would have had to fly to L.A. So the determination was made, we'll just keep them back here, have them ready for Wednesday. But there was an internal belief from at least one higher up that, hey, we absolutely could get these guys back for at least one of these L.A. games, but that didn't happen. But, yeah, come Wednesday against OKC, they'll get those guys back. Remember, this now starts a stretch of at least four games where they have a lot of winnable games. Remember, though, the game Monday against the Clippers was the end of a long stretch of pretty difficult games, a 20-game stretch. They ended up going 9-11 and 11 uh-huh. over those 20 games. I think that speaks to about who they are. Yeah, I was going to say that's very they fair. They are about a 500 team, right? I think they go right below that they don't get to 41 wins. 
They come in right below that, but that's pretty much who they are. Now, for the next four, they should win all these games. Two against OKC, one against Houston, one against New Orleans. So this yep. should be able to be a five-game winning streak. They looked really good on Monday, right? Pat Beverly, the way they moved the ball, a ton of assists. I thought Anthony Edwards finishing with his left hand was brilliant on Monday night. He really used his left hand really, really well. I know that Chris Finch didn't like his defense early, benched him early, but the way he finished at the rim was really, really encouraging. Jared Vanderbilt continues to play Mm -hmm. at a really high level. So, yeah, I mean, I continue to think they are a play-in tournament team. Can they get up to the sixth seed? Like, I don't think it's crazy to think about the sixth seed. But worst case, they will be the 7, 8, 9, or 10 seed. I just don't see how Sacramento, San Antonio, New Orleans, and Houston, and did I mention OKC? I don't know how any of those teams finish above the Wolves. Portland could even finish below the Wolves. But I think Portland ends up as one of the 10 teams in the, you know, playoff slash play-in. But, yeah, uh, the Wolves should have their full complement of guys back here pretty quick. Greg Monroe did not play last night. His 10-day deal expires later this week. I could have told you after the Boston game, they were strongly considering offering him a second 10-day. I know that there was to be a conversation last night or yesterday late afternoon, the Monroe side and and the Wolves side. Mm -hmm. I don't have an update on how those talks went. But nonetheless, I mean, the Clippers were down two big men last night, Hartenstein and and Zubak. And, you know, so they played a lot of small ball. I still think Greg Monroe can help this team the rest of the way. But the Wolves, to sign him to a contract for the rest of the year, then you're looking at, you know, luxury luxury tax ramifications. I don't think Glenn Taylor is willing to go quite to that extent. But why not just push the decision out further? So right. to me, you re-sign him on Thursday to another 10-day deal push any decision out. I still think you could find a Jake Lehman taker, you know, so you could clear money that way, but maybe there's some other trade that materializes, but I'm just telling you, my point would be you bring back Greg Monroe, but I don't know what the final determination is on that. I do know though, after the Boston game, there was some internal talk. Hey, we need to keep this guy around for a bit longer, but the fact he didn't play last night, you know, that's a red flag to some extent. So I'll continue to follow that as, as the week goes on. Let me transition to Gophers men's basketball. Head coach Ben Johnson tweeted yesterday that there will be some sort of surprise before tonight's game or during tonight's game, home game against Illinois. So that got a lot of people, at least on Twitter, thinking, who could it be? Judd, I can tell you, it's not a who. It's not a person. This is not Clem Haskins coming back, or and he was back a couple of years ago, or Kevin McHale, you know, or you know, heck, Hosea Crittenden, it's not a person. It's more a thing. Now, for those who appreciate Gophers basketball history, my sense is you will like it. I don't have every single minute detail. Are we bringing back the 97 down. banners? Are we putting them back up? Final I, four back? Yeah, are I we, don't think I'd on, bet are on we that gonna one. recognize the 97 yeah. team? <laughs> I don't think I'd bet on that one. Are we John, gonna but... frame the Courtney yeah. James paper? Yeah. <laughs> the famous Jan Gangelhoff. Yeah. Yeah, the Jan, uh, the menstrual Jan, cycle paper. Yeah. God rest her soul. Are we gonna frame the paper yeah, and God say this is soul. the paper that yeah. helped Courtney James graduate? Uh, classic. But yeah, it's a thing. So it's a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. It's, it's you not know a or are person. you I have a rough idea. Okay, I I'm can just tell you for those who appreciate go for basketball history, I think you'll end up 
liking it. And by the way, Judd, as we sit here at 1140 on Tuesday morning, yes, the Wild have an open practice right now. I can't believe that you chose to have a conversation with me I'm not and not be a tree or rink. It is an open practice. I know. Well, Matt I can go. Goldie, Marco Rossi are on the ice as we speak. They will each make their NHL debut on Thursday night in Boston. I am shocked that you're not in downtown St. Paul. I right should now. be there, and I'm not happy about it. My schedule, though, like I, I value Bonus Scoop Tuesday so much, Dukes, that, yeah. I mean, this show is you, the priority I give it. Uh, Tongue firmly in cheek. I can see it, Jeff. That's not true. No, 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 that's not true. Are you kidding? Um, but I will say say this, and we, we talked about this in regards to those two being called up on Mackie and Judd earlier today as well. You know, the goal here is not, I hope they come up and play well. The goal here is I hope they come up and never go back. So like this could be a, this could be a, without being too, too much hyperbole, this could be a transformational day as far as this franchise goes. Cause these are two first round picks. They're very good players. And if they play well, Doogie, when guys start to come back, there's going to be decisions. Like it's not going to, to be, well, Marco Rossi's playing great hockey, but he's going down. So this is good. This could be a day that we look back on, at least if you're a wild fan and say, you remember the day that the wild called those two up and they never returned uh, to the American hockey league. Maybe, but if you had to bet, don't you think at least one gets sent down when a couple guys start to come back? Now, I hope not. It's a couple weeks out. I hope not, Doogie. You know, just in terms of, you know, like, does either earn any immediate power play time? Holy shit. You know, what exactly is their ice time? Like, could you make a case that, okay, um, get your feet wet, get some NHL experience, but then ultimately go back to Iowa to play more minutes to get that power play time? Bill Guerin told Declan and I on, on an episode of uh, Judd's Hockey Show a few months back that if those two play, they're going to play extensively. He, he okay, made it good. very clear right. they're not coming up to be slappies. They're coming up to play extensively. So, so well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I can tell you, we I'm have, we have our camera guy there, Jeff Briashi, our photojournalist, is there for Channel 5. Yes. He texted me that neither guy is skating on the fourth line. You know, yep. so at least – now I know they divide up, you know, the minutes, you know, relatively evenly. It's not like the fourth line – Compared to the second line, the minutes are that much different, right? You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but that both are either second line, third line. That that first line is pretty firmly entrenched, right? With Hartman and Zuccarello and Kaprizov. You're not messing with that first line, but but each one is slotted in right thereafter. Neither is on the fourth line. Absolutely. Final scoop, sir, before we wrap this thing up. I'm trying to think what else. Braden Carrington, gopher signee, will be a recruit. That will be at tonight's game. There are expected to be at least one or two NBA teams in the house. I'm not talking to general manager or anything like that. You know, some some scouts. But Kofi Coburn of Illinois is a legit NBA prospect. So mm-hmm. there are reasons for NBA teams to be watching Illinois. Otherwise, mm-hmm. Judd, I'm trying to think what else. I'm excited to watch the St. Thomas men's basketball team this week. Oral Roberts. In St. Paul on Thursday, they have five of their top seven scorers back from last year. Oral Roberts last year made it to the Sweet 16. So that's a good opponent in St. Paul on Thursday night. And they play Missouri-Kansas City on Saturday. They've won a couple games. You know, heck, they should be. Have they played three games in the Summit League? They've won a couple. They beat Western Illinois at home the other day. Western Illinois' coach is former Gophers assistant Rob Jeter. And they also won at Nebraska-Omaha 
a couple weeks back. They lost at Denver. They were up double digits, a good portion of that game. They just gave it away at the end, lost literally at the buzzer. But Johnny Tower working some magic in his first year, Division One St. Thomas men's basketball. Awesome stuff, sir. And we will talk to you Thursday with Phil and Toe on Reckless Speculation Thursday, which this week with Viking stuff will be fantastic. Thanks, Doogie. Sounds good, Jug. Good steam on that Wolf's meeting tomorrow. Thanks. See ya. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.